and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we talk about a pretty deep cut, Cymbeline. Fun fact, there's a Shakespeare play called Cymbeline. Make sure to check us out at our new home over on ShakespearePod.com. We're going to talk about a little bit of that as we go into this episode. But for now, on with the show. I'm all about the get the first of whatever thing free. Mm-hmm. I even did signed up for Rihanna has a bra club now that you can do. Oh, for her fantasy fenty. So I signed up for the bra club, got my two bras for 30 bucks, which I know to you guys doesn't sound really cheap, but it's no, really is, cheap. That is cheap. No, trust me, I know. I have a wife. And they're really good, so <laughs> you should try it. They're really good. All right. But then I was quick to be like, cancel my plan. I'm not buying underwear every month. Especially, don't have any need for sexy underwear every month. And someday Chris will go, why don't you ever put on the sexy underwear? And I'll be like, because the hockey sweater is all it takes. (laughs) If it takes that. (laughs) If it takes more than you just going, hey. Most of the time, (laughs) it's just I don't put on the pajamas and I crawl into bed and it's go time. (laughs) Like, that's where we're at right now. It's like, she didn't, she didn't put her pajama pants on. <laughs> gotta go. It's time to go, gotta I go. I mean, that's, that's merit right there. Yeah. I mean. When the tri-moons converge and everybody's asleep. You laugh. I did. But I, just calling it the tri-moons was very funny. It's not even my joke. It was a some comic strip he showed me like four years ago. Mm. But somehow she's managed to remember because I use it often. <laughs> the tri-moons have converged. All right. I'll put, off, I'll put down Monster Hunter. Pause. <laughs> Apparently you can't pause Monster Hunter. No, you, you can't. can't. Yeah, you can't. And often it's like, hey, baby. And he's like, I got 20 minutes left in this raid. I got to get it done. I'm like, uh, I don't think it's a raid. Hunt. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, it has been long enough since I have played Monster Hunter that I... Wouldn't be able to correct you if I wanted to. It's just hunts, but I can always go back to it later. <laughs> I'm not saying he's ever actually put me off. I just like to say that it's been ruining my sex life for 15 years. Because that's how long he's been playing it. And how long we've been together. Mm. I've made some choices. There was one Monster Hunter launch where... AJ slept under the window in John's room on a pile, like a makeshift bed plat, like mm-hmm. a pile of blankets. Ryan slept on the couch. Well, I was living there. Yeah, whatever. To be fair. Ryan slept on the couch, and in the morning, they would rouse each other up. Usually, Chris would beat Ryan with a blanket. That was probably the best part. Right. And then the rest of the day was gone as they just sat around in some stink filled hole. Mm hmm. Well, you can't forget about the part of that where Chris would Chris would beat me with the Batman blanket, throw a pile or throw a, a package of bratwurst at me. It was their version of bangers and mash. <laughs> He'd throw a package of bratwurst at me. I would get up and grill breakfast. Mm-hmm. They would fart all day long, and then AJ would be in the living room at one point in time, eating summer sausage, the way fat girls <laughs> eat cookie dough. Sure. Like, I don't know how... Just, like, you just unwrap it and just start eating it. Like, he'd peel back that red layer of it and just, like... Like a banana. 
And then Swill Pepsi. That was uh, two liters of Pepsi. That's a group of men that have a great deal of faith in their uh, in their in their gut system. Nope. I don't anymore. <laughs> ah, no. I'm gonna say that. That's a young man's game. That kind of faith. The things I've seen these these men eat is gross. I watched Tyler Ward eat a bucket of chicken for two straight hours. That was. <laughs> literally, literally just a bucket of KFC. Like I got it for it. He didn't eat the whole thing because I had like two pieces of it and I had some of the sides. It was like a twelve piece bucket though, wasn't it? it no, it was the like, was it, it the came in the piece? it came in the meal. Like it was that twenty yeah. piece bucket. Oh, meal. that's right. Yeah, it was the whole yeah. Like so, it was the meal deal. Like seventeen bucks, twenty pieces, bunch of sides, and he just sat there for two straight hours. And the reason I know it was two hours is that we were watching a hockey game, and he just. Eight, slowly but consistently, like that's how you eat a whale, one bite at a time. <laughs> an entire, an entire bucket of chicken. I watched John eat things that he found. Like you walk into the living room, John, what are you eating? I don't know. I found it in the fridge. <laughs> oh, oh God, John! I remember when I bought that. I don't think you should go. To- ah, it's already half gone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking that apple juice? It's been sitting on the counter open for like a week. That's ah, not slimy. Blah. Blah. John, you have to stop eating things that are rotten. Just, John, stop putting rotten things in your mouth. <laughs> I need to start labeling all of the leftovers with like, like Philly cheesesteak or ham sub. That way it doesn't turn gray and you think it's a Philly cheesesteak. Ham sub. Bought this day. John can eat this day. Throw out this day. Like, I had to start labeling everything. I think it's much more realistic that y'all need to consider the fact that John Corbin might just be a goat. <laughs> he is a goat. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time. And his beard can get a little goaty sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Well, not anymore because he has to shave for work. No, he doesn't have to wear the respirator anymore, I thought. No, he still wears a respirator. Oh. I, I, think they, I think they got him one where he can, like, have some so. facial hair, though. Ugh. He just can't be. He doesn't. I don't think. I'm he trying has to, to be. think of the grossest thing I've watched you eat, and I think it's just an absurd number of grilled meats. That's probably it. It's probably it just the it's, timing. It's the timing. It's not like ten in the morning waking up and eating like yeah. That's three called his rocks. bachelor party, and it was awesome. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. Chase has been there. Yeah. Not as a habit, but it's a nice place to vacation. I can't do it anymore. I spent a summer there once. You did, by choice. With me and John. It made me crave vegetables. Yeah. I'm like, I need roughage. <laughs> I just have to poop this out. <laughs> the only thing we were putting on our bodies was broadwurst. <laughs> and beer. Uh, I'm like, hey guys, do you guys want to go get some dinner? No, we still have like six packs of broadwurst in the fridge. Well, because John, <laughs> John and I would just go buy like a bunch of Johnsonvilles and a couple cases of beer. They'd get um, just whatever was on sale for like two bucks. They'd buy five of them. They bought it the way that college kids should buy ramen. Sure. They would buy bratwurst that way. Well, Johnsonville's are almost always on sale. I wonder why they caught that grill on fire. I didn't catch the grill on fire. I caught the grill on fire. Yeah, but I didn't. I know, but somebody was cooking on it. More than me. I'm sure. I was chained in front of that grill most of the time. Oh, there's a party. I, I Put still, Ryan in front of the grill. I still defer. Like, it feels weird if you were at my house. I grill at your house still. I know. You, you, I was, we was well, just up there. 
Because I, I get all the stuff out, and I'm like, I feel awkward grilling in front of Ryan. He's going to judge me. I wouldn't either, though. I you wouldn't. Might. Silently. You might no, not say no. anything. Because he taught me how to grill. So, like, if I do it wrong, it's his fault. Like, That's fair. Take the patty straight from the container. You put your dry rub on the top of it. Put it on the grill. Put your Worcestershire sauce on it. Flip it over. Dry rub. Worcestershire sauce on the other side. Leave it the fuck alone for five minutes. Flip it. Leave it the fuck alone for five minutes. Put it in your belly. Yeah. That's what he told me to do. Literally word for word. Right? And that's pretty much how you grill, grill a hamburger. Leave it the fuck alone for five minutes. Yep. <laughs> Beth, knock it off. Quit flipping it. Shortest YouTube video tutorial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan teaches grilling. Short ass grill tutorials. How do you do it with steak? Um, same thing. Only eight minutes instead of five. Yeah, you just leave it alone. For, leave it alone for longer. Leave it the fuck alone yeah. for eight. Minutes. And then you, you, then you give it a, t- a poke. <laughs> And you check the doneness. Raw, medium, well. Yeah. That was great for audio. But yeah, the fat part of your thumb will give you the best indication of of doneness of meat. Never been able to like nice. to, to gauge that. I don't. Care oh yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't do the the it gauge between like, like the just, firmness of the meat. No, so, for whatever reason, I've just. Never I continue been able to, to apologize. Like, I really uh-huh. thought I was going to the difference between okay. from here and Sunday. There. I really mm-hmm. thought yeah. I would. It is. My life gets out of my hand. Because Sunday it is a good way to coming do it, down though. here. I, mean, I, mean, I believe it. I just I have I have for whatever Sunday reason that can't, like, like, I can't yeah. gauge that ten that the well the honestly if you if you if you can't do the the firmness test that way just I mean yeah. a thermometer so is a great way to go. I mean, want you to know honestly, yeah, you should always have a thermometer anyway. It's very important that you know that I support and love you. Yeah, leave them alone for long enough. I mean, you know, if you want it more done, I mean, Yeah, no, I you know less. I always err on the side of less done. Anyway, sure. Because if I give somebody a steak and they go, that's eh, a little more pink than I want. I'm like, okay, I'll throw right. it back on the grill for a minute. Guys, I'm gonna roll a ten-sided die. That's an eight. <laughs> well, now that you've given that away, I was gonna say if it's a nine or a ten, we start. Oh, oh. three. Keep it's, going. It's, it's nine. Right. Yes. I found out that one of my students definitely listens. Oh, to uh, this podcast. R- however, r- however, r- here's the thing. Like, I knew that some of the students were listening, but it's the old timers, the ones who have known me forever. Yeah, great. Um, the student I found out has been listening is new to HYT with RNJ, which we just wrapped. And apparently, he would put on our podcast on the trips down from TSA. Uh, with his mother driving in the car. Oh, hello. Oh, uh, so hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> Mrs. Slater, um, Hi, Mrs. please Slater. don't think less of me. Uh, think less of Ryan and I. I, I <laughs> hope that curse on this podcast, but I am glad that you are. are I hope listening. that your son AC does good at the Bayside Wrestling Tournament. Man, but you Go gotta get home. You gotta get him out of those high waisted ass wash jeans. They're terrible, <laughs> especially with the, like that drawstring belt look. Make, oh, make, bad. make sure. Make sure that he doesn't let his uh, his girlfriend do speed. Also, he should be aware that um, his friend Zach is a horrible person. <laughs> is a terrible also a time wizard. Yes. Noted also, chronomancer Zach. Yes. Also, uh, the doctor. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, we will was, not take him as one of our. No, no, he is. He's a time I'm, lord. He is I'm not excited. a time lord. If he is, he is. Uh, 
one of the masters taking because he's a terrible person. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to hear that he's listening because he's one of the few people from my cast who genuinely loves Shakespeare. I'm excited for that. didn't just do Shakespeare because I asked them to. Because they had to. Well, they didn't have to. I hope that they're getting something out of it more Me than too. just us cursing. No, and I, 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 I believe that they are. Um, so <laughs> things like, you know... You don't need to read this particular play. Let's make fun of it for you. He's gone to the Shakespeare camp, the National yeah. Shakespeare camp, the past couple summers. Why so. did nobody make me aware of that when I was in high school? Did yeah, they no run kidding, it 20 right? years ago? Can yeah. I? If I was a Time Lord, that's the kind of shit I'd go back for. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was a card-carrying thespian in high school, I was so mad once I figured out you could do that. Oh, yeah. My school didn't even have it. That wasn't an option. Like, we had Muse Machine, which was great. But nobody up here knows what Muse Machine is. Apparently it's just a Dayton thing where you get together and do competitions for Shakespeare. Mm. But nobody gave me a card that says I was a thespian. Where's my thespian card? You can join my high school thespian troupe. Will I get a card? Probably. You can, I can you can, hey, you can buy a t-shirt that says professional drunken Shakespeare theologian and that's like... Can being, I yet? Oh, yeah. Is it's it on. We have merch. Oh, yeah. Hey, we have merch. Oh, hey. So I, we, well, let's, let's, real let's, quick, let's go into this. 15 minutes into this recording, I'm going to cut that down. I hope um, so. Uh, especially because at one point there are definitely two distinct conversations going on. Yes. And there's definitely some silence <laughs> moments. There's some stuff that could be cut no, but so, uh, I, so So real quick, we're going we're gonna to start from the big thing to the small thing. Big thing is that uh, Shakespeare has now been... Um, absorbed. Absorbed. Uh, by Ghostlight Media. We've relocated to Ghostlight Media. Yep. Uh, it was a, a brief moment where we were adrift in the sea, uh, following a, a lighthouse, a glint in the in the far off distance. Your metaphor is getting beleaguered. Yeah. Well, you met me. It wasn't a lighthouse. It was a ghost. Not light. only did really? I meet you, I married you. That, choices, yeah, who's, Cassie. Who's, choices. Who's stupid now? See, I just kind of assumed it like we were standing there on Main Street and all of a sudden everybody was screaming and running past us and then this large, weird, translucent blob thing came and just rolled over top of us and took us. It's not dissimilar to that. Okay. Except I wasn't with you. I was riding the blob. Did you put a saddle on it? How did you get it to take a bit? It doesn't have a mouth. Um, it, it's... He's here with his knees. Yeah. <laughs> With his knees. My husband does that in the car. I really hate it. <laughs> I do too. That's why I don't like when Chris drives. Uh, but yes, we've been. That's why you don't like it when Chris. He steers with his knees, and I find it upsetting. Especially when he's like, what? It's totally fine. Let me take this turn. It's like a 90 degree turn with his knees. Who, do... Who Chris... does that? Chris Roars is a magician. <laughs> Anyways. So, yes, uh, so Ghost Light Media. Are, we are now uh, sharing network space uh, with. Uh, uh, all of the other shows that I uh, do work on, so we have... Yeah, you've heard us make fun of Chase for being involved with eight different podcasts. Um, it wasn't hyperbolic. He is, in fact, involved yeah, okay. in eight. Actively involved with four. Yeah. So, this being right. one of them. Yeah, it, Get it right. Yeah, this is no, one of them. No, wait. His sentence isn't finished. I know. No, actively involved with four. Okay. We've Passively got... involved with? Um... I mean, is I, I, I'm counting out a couple of things I guest host on. I don't know if all of them get turned into podcasts or not. Some of them are just live streams. Wait, and can I waste your time by just inviting you up, putting a microphone out, and doing nothing with it? <laughs> that would be an act of violence, Ben. 
Wait, you would perpetrate an act of violence against me? No, that would be an act of violence against me in the very limited time I have on this earth. Nope. Chase, do you want to come to the house next week? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, in addition to Shakespeare, uh, we are also uh, in league now with Another Path, which is an actual play D&D podcast that I... We are the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I want to be the Legion of Doom. Live your bliss. We're the Legion of Doom. Is Gigantress part of the Legion of Doom? Sure. I don't know. I don't follow DC. Another path. Zach and Griffin's multiversal patch up and now Palimpsest. Yes, the Palimpsest. Palimpsest just launched. Just launched. Still, uh, as of recording, which is... uh, Isn't it just on Spotify right now? Yeah, it's just Spotify because that one was... It used to be the hardest to get on. Now it is instant almost. Um, but uh, we are still wait, awaiting very. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta wait till it pops up on the other ones so I can mm. put it on my cast box. And... Yep. Oh, I gotta get it on Stitcher too. Thank you for reminding me. Um, One of those allows it to be on my Apple Podcast. Yep. App, uh, Apple Podcast is what we're waiting on. Is Apple Podcast and Google are the, the two big ones that we're waiting on right now. Yeah, I listen to everything else that I do listen to through that. Yep. I use CastBox for everything now. I used Stitcher mm-hmm. for a long time. Stitcher was a pretty good one, but I like CastBox. Stitcher sounds to me like a Rob Zombie movie. Well, that could be. Could be. Um, in addition to all of that, um, uh, we have also now um, moved homes. Uh, now that Lion Fa- Lionface website is uh, defunct. Or uh, will be, once or, we stop paying for it. I, I believe, actually, that day passed two days ago. Yeah, It just happened to you. Yep. Uh, we have been moved over to ShakespearePod.com. Um, Lord Willen and the Creek Don't Rise. I was able to get everything swapped over so that nobody uh, experienced an interruption of service. Uh, but everything is over there and renamed. And it's We should put our pictures fancy. up on this website because right now they're just drops of blood. Yes. Smiley um, drops of blood. I, I that was, seems right. You know, I'm leaving mine. <laughs> um, I am a smiley drop of blood. But in addition to that, we also now have merch on the. Uh, I was going to. Uh, it is on the Another Path merch store now being converted into the Ghostlight Media merch store. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw the Shakespeare podcast T-shirts. I bought not only a T-shirt but a hoodie because pff, gotta. Excellent. I didn't see. Now I've just seen the professional. Why wasn't this up when I? It was. It was there the other day. When right the sale it. was going on. Yeah. So there is, as Beth said, a Shakespeare pod uh, podcast um, uh, art design, as well as a professional drunken Shakespeare theologian design. Which I need to get that on a mug. You can. You I can. know, I can. You can get stickers, mugs, kid shirts, which is really tempted by your daughter, this t-shirt. Not my kid, but your kid. My kid. One of the things um, I like about CastBox, because we're talking about podcatchers, is I can... I can oh, yeah. I can legitimately just put all the podcasts I listen to as icons on my home screen. Nice. Not a paid sponsorship. Uh, nope, just saying I like it. Although Castbox, you could we can pay be bought. <laughs> we can be bought. We've <laughs> always like this isn't selling out. We've been for sale since the beginning. Yeah, we've always. We are not picky. There's I a mean, pillow. I could get a. Sh- Professional drunken Shakespeare theologian pillow. Yes. I'm very disappointed that tapestries is not actually an option for anyone. So okay, so. but don't but don't worry, Cassie, because you need another tote bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, onesies are also an option 
for those of you who want to confuse your uh, soon-to-be parents in your life. I think I know some kids that need Shakespeare onesies. <laughs> I know two that are twins that need them. I was uh, also thinking that there's a little boy named Malcolm who could probably rock that. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. We should deck out Malcolm in as many inappropriate Shakespeare onesies as possible. That's right. I'll get that. I'm gonna make your teeth bleed design getting up there. Please! Oh my gosh! I'm gonna I make want, your teeth bleed. I want like the most, I don't know, classy Cleopatra picture mm-hmm. with "I'm gonna make your teeth bleed" like written around the inside of it. Absolutely. With, with intricate scroll work. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of the way the drunken uh, Shakespeare theologian mm-hmm. really oh, yeah. looks like soups professional. It looks soups classy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah. We yeah we have merch now. You can. I think I'm just gonna forward that whole website to my mom and be like, "This is my Christmas list. We can just want it all. We can be we can be uh, what elves do it longer. No, her mom would get that. She's a nerd. Fair enough. That's right. Your your mother didn't professionally play uh, diplomacy, but did what what was it fourth the, no second no, in the she, world no she's first in the world first in the world excuse me first in the world her dad's a dwarf though not an elf was an orc. Thank you. If you're talking about my conception story, it wasn't work. No, I just meant in real life, your dad's a dwarf. My dad is six foot two. He's still a dwarf. <laughs> just because he likes to talk about strange things. Now we're on to Legos. Like my he's, in, he's in the Underdeep. Do, do you need me to save you? Yeah. Cymbeline! That was a terrible segue. It was. <laughs> oh my god, it's like horrible. All right, that was yeah. like, all right, stop. We talked about merch. That was terrible. Yeah, I'm really mad at you. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I understand you'd like us to get on with a fucking podcast. I think he was doing it for you more than anything because we don't want to talk really, about your conception on air. Oh, I don't give a fuck about that. They told me the story. If they didn't want it broadcast <laughs> for everybody, to our dozens of <laughs> listeners, they don't listen to this anyway. And then I'm gonna no, get home and my mom's gonna be like. Do. We heard. <laughs> Elizabeth Marie, I did not raise you. To talk about your conception. To talk about that. They don't need to know that. They do. Everybody needs to know that. This is what I was told growing up. This is why I'm so weird. As I called myself earlier today, I'm amiably obnoxious. That's and it's right. all my parents' fault. And you did call yourself that on the uh, Ghostlight Discord, which you can uh, uh, join up with by uh, popping onto the uh, Ghostlight Patreon, which is in the process of being rebranded from the Another Path Patreon. So uh, there is. We literally can be bought. You can, in fact, send us money each month. And be our friend. And join us on the Discord. For the low price of two bucks a month, you can. Hang out with us and talk to us when you want to uh, while you're listening to the show and yell at us about things we have from ever saying because podcasts are weird like that. You can yell at you can yell at me all you want about how I hate Romeo and Juliet. I like it when somebody because we do these like a month before they go out. It's true. So there are times that I'll get texts from friends who are listening that are like, "Why in the world would you say that?" And I'm usually like, "I have no idea what I said." And beer. <laughs> Why else do I say things? All right. So speaking of not knowing why you're saying the things you're saying, 
Let's talk about Cymbeline. Let's talk Let's about, talk about Cymbeline. Cymbeline on the Shakespeare podcast. My name's Beth Roars. I'm Ryan Halfhill. I'm Cassie Greenley. And I'm Chase Greenley. Hey, we let Cassie do it in the right order today. <laughs> she's, she's like an itch that she got to She's scratch. still looking mad. Like, she still looks mad. <laughs> because sure of that I one. wasn't going to bring it up. Because that one time I was we... just going to let things be the way that they are. Let's redo it. Too late. Already introduced. I'm Cassie Let's talk Greenlee. about Cymbeline. I'm Chase Greenley. Tell me about Cymbeline, Cassie. <laughs> do you know who the greatest character in this whole show is? I, I do. I do. I do. I do. It's the one who poisons dogs. <laughs> it's second lord. Oh, no. It's still the queen. But okay. Why is second lord your favorite? Or second gentleman is what my book says. No, second lord who comes in a little bit later. So we'll get to why I love him. Okay. Because um, there's two lords and two gentlemen. Yeah. Are these the two gentlemen of Verona? No, because this takes place in Britain. I thought this took place in Italy. No, part of it takes place in Italy. Part of it takes place in Italy. Okay. They could be from Verona. They could be from Verona. Oh, okay, so we start... Really, where you wouldn't expect to start this story because, like, the meat of it has already happened. Yes. So I don't know why you don't expect that with Shakespeare because well, it fair. happens all the motherfucking time. <laughs> well, this is a mashup play. It is. So, this is, Ryan and I were discussing, this is um, for the Shakespeare theologian, what, what was it? The th- Shakespeare theatrical universe. Yes. This is. Shakespeare version of Endgame, pretty much. So yeah, this is where like he brings together all his plot lines and has to put all the characters in it because there's there's echoes of R and J, there's echoes of Much Ado About Nothing, there's echoes of Othello. Like there's you know it's a play about innocence and jealousy and there's not one but two possible origin characters for Friar Lawrence in this play. Those are always my favorite. Stupid, stupid decisions made that could have been resolved that people would just fucking talk to each other. Yeah. Um, Like, this is, this is... And this is a high school. Oh, high school drama. High school drama. We we start with these two gentlemen talking about this decision that's come down from Cymbeline the King. Cymbeline's wife died ages ago. He has a daughter. He's remarried a woman with a son, and the intention was for that son to marry his daughter. Which is weird! Which is weird. Cloten. Cloten. Uh, the intention was for Cloten to marry Imogen. But Imogen, in secret, has gone, gotten herself married oh. to a man whose name is Posthumus. Posthumus Leonatus. No, I don't know what he... Because he was named after his father, father. Who had died. Who was that's, Leonatus, that's, that's yes. That's what I was like. He was named after him. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's posthumously us. He's posthumously. Yes. Posthumous. Um, and the king is not happy about it. No, he locked his daughter up. He did. Uh-huh. And he banished Posthumus. So. Because he needs her to produce a, a fully blooded royal heir. Yeah. And we also. Be, to be able to carry on the British. Apparently that has to happen through marrying your stepbrother. Well, it is British. So, Okay. <laughs> I want to keep in the back of your mind Dangerous Liaisons. If you have ever read the book nope. or if you've ever seen the movie. No. no. Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen, no. the, have you ever seen the movie Cruel, Cruel Intentions? Intentions? Have, yeah. Cruel Intentions? I know about Bunny Soup Crazy from Cruel Intentions. All right. So, 
Never mind. I don't think that's no. Never mind. Sorry. Bunnies. That is actually basic that's, instinct. That's, there it is. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a little different. Where she kills the bunny. Yep. Because yeah, she's not pregnant. Yep. Yeah, that's different. Um. No. But cruel intentions also, with Ryan Felipe and. I don't watch movies like that because they freak me out. Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, but we also find out that part of the reason Cymbeline has all of his hopes pinned on Imogen is because he had two sons at one point in his life. That got theft. Uh, but they got stolen oh when they gosh. were free. I hope stolen magic babies don't come back later. <laughs> because he banished Chase, the guy. Chase, what's your over-under on stolen magic babies coming back? <sighs> I know you didn't read the play, so what's your over-under? More likely than anything that happens in Winter's Tale. I almost wore my Exit Pursued by a Bear t-shirt tonight. All right. I saw it's a, a highly improbable show. My wife is giving me a look. I saw Listen, a, I saw Jupiter himself literally shows up in this place, so you know what? <laughs> That's also why I thought it happened in Italy. <laughs> okay. But, so, um, not to uh, spoil anything. Right. But. So the king is a really bad dad. He's he locks up his not his not real daughter. No, it's his real it's daughter. It's his real daughter. Why do I keep thinking it's yeah, adopted? No, his real daughter. So he but, locks up his daughter. His other two kids he couldn't keep a hold of. He's going to marry his daughter to his stepson, which is stupid weird. And he completely seems to ignore how crazy, but fuck crazy his wife is. Said wife does not immediately come off as, what was your phrase? Her name is... But fuck crazy. But fuck crazy. This isn't my phrase. Um, it's a common <laughs> phrase. Her name, is, her name is Queen. Her name is Queen. Queen. She's not given a name. But we see her... Speaking with Posthumus and Imogen and saying, hey, guys, look, I know that this really sucks. I know that I've been charged to be your jailer, but I want you to know that I am on your side. I'm going to do out. everything I can to help you. I'm going to talk to the king. I promise that it is all going to be fine. It's well, and the reason, the reason that Cymbeline wants to marry Cloten to uh, Imogen is because the queen has... Plotted and persuaded and, and everything to convince the king that that's what he has to do. Yeah, and she literally has a line of, I'm not like those evil stepmothers, Imogen. Which yeah. is, of course, exactly what exactly. I mean. Exactly. You're actually exactly like those evil Exactly what this bitch is. In fact, there's only one movie that I can think of in which a woman said, I'm not like those other evil stepmoms. In which they weren't, and that was the movie Stepmother with Julia Roberts. We all knew it was going to go that way. But every other time... I was going to go with Mrs. Doubtfire. Nope. Damn. There's no stepmom in that one. I don't know. You haven't seen that movie, have you? I haven't seen Stepmom. Uh, But Imogene and Posthumus get to say their farewells to each other. Imogene gives Gives Posthumus a diamond ring. And Posthumus gives Imogene a... A bracelet. Bracelet. And these are tokens of their affection. Never lose this, and it will prove that you're still true to me. So they we all secret, know what's going to happen. Secretly got married, and yes, of course, we know that these tokens will cause a problem later. What? And so then the king is coming, and so Posthumus has to leave. He's got to to go and uh, and flee to Rome, and then Cymbeline comes and uh, is mad and locks his daughter up. Yeah, well, he, like he rages for a while, and Imogen is like, "It's your fault, Dad, that I fell in love with him in the first place." Because yes. you're the one who grazed him near me. Yeah. And- so they were they were playfellows. They yeah. grew yeah. up together. He took in this orphaned boy because he was lost all of his own children. So clearly, let's put this child with him. 
Well, yeah, he's yeah. just he's CPS he knew, call waiting to happen. He knew the the boy's father, and so he took the boy in and raised them together. So they fell in love and they got married in secret because Imogen didn't want to marry her stepbrother. There was a lot of hair so, pulling and pushing and you know so, stuff like that first. Uh, Posthumus goes off. He's got a servant that we need to take a moment to acknowledge the name Paisanio. Because every time I read it, all I could say was Pizzanello, and I'm like, oh, we should get pizza tonight. <laughs> I don't actually want pizza. I ate plenty of food, but but uh, yeah, so. But Pisanello, um, Pisanello is uh, he's he's charged by Posthumus to stay with Imogen mm-hmm. and because he's loyal to them. He's, he's loyal to them, um, and then then we get to scene two where we introduce my favorite character of the entire show, Second Lord, Second Lord, because now we meet Cloten. Who is an ass? He is and a clod. He well, is a and he, dumb fuck. He and, and Posthumus came to blow. <laughs> They didn't or like they're each other. reported to have come yeah. to They didn't like each other. Yes, it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but Cloten is walking on with these two lords. And he's like, I'm amazing, right? And the first lord's like, yes, 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 you are so amazing. Kisses and the ass, second so lord, hard. literally all of his lines are asides to the audience. He never says anything directly to Cloten. It's all asides. And it's saying that inner monologue that you are always saying in your head when you're dealing with an idiot. And he talks shit. Man, he talks shit. Yeah, if this kid Constantly. wasn't so rich, I would fucking knee him in the balls. <laughs> this guy is such a dickhead. It's like holding up signs in Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, in Delaware? So, how, <laughs> no, this guy. I know that I got into a fight and I'm like bleeding right now, but the other guy, right? I, I You like, should see the I, other dude. I almost killed him. And the first one's like, yes, you almost killed him. And the second Lord like, looks at us and goes, the other guy does not have a scratch on him. He did nothing. And so, it's like the whole conversation is like that. I love Second Lord. He's my favorite. How much better would the directing have been had he said it to him? <laughs> and Clotus just decided to not. And just didn't. It just, just didn't, didn't even. Just, it went right over his head. I think like, we all oh. have that friend who tells it to you exactly yeah. how it is and that you're like, yes. And then you just walk away from them. Yeah. And so at one point, Clotin goes, you know, I wish that they hadn't separated us because, uh, no, wish they hadn't. And the second lord's like, yeah, I wish they hadn't either, because then you would be laid out on the ground. Yeah, because then I wouldn't have to deal with your ass anymore. Um, second lord is amazing, and I love him. And so basically this whole scene... We should all strive to, to be second we lord. We should all strive to be second lord. It's a career-limiting move, though. <laughs> I just want to point that out there. Yeah. Being the second lord at work is a career-limiting move. There really is only one place to go from there. Exactly. First Lord, if you're lucky. First, it pretty much exactly where you were, and maybe fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the options. Slightly more money, way more responsibilities, or fired. Fired. Uh, but then we we go. But back still, to, in life, be second Lord. Be second Lord. We go back to Imogen and Pisanio, and he's saying, you know, he's gone. He's on a ship. Posthumous is, is But I didn't Italy. get to say goodbye to him for the 14th time. Like, but he waved his handkerchief until I couldn't see him anymore. And then I stopped watching. And Imogen's like, well, if I've been there. I kept watching until I kept watching. he disappeared. No. That's so You're weird. the worst, Pizzanello. Why didn't you watch him until you fell over dead? Because I'm not overly in love with him. And That's then, fair. And then That's fair. But I'm in love with Pizzanello. Then she's summoned to the you are. And then we go to Rome. We get there very quickly. We get a Giacomo right yep, from Giacomo. the get-go. So Giacomo is one of my favorite characters in a completely different work. So I loved him from the beginning. 
Because to me, he will always be the best servant. His name is his name is spelled a couple different ways. I prefer Giacomo as well. Otherwise, it's Giacomo. Yeah, I have Giacomo in the version I looked at. Oh, I have Giacomo. Um, well, and sometimes Imogen is spelled Imogen. Like, there's a couple different spellings. No. Uh, but Giacomo is a... He's in Rome. He's a Roman. And he's talking to Filario and some... <sighs> other French, gentlemen. Just like a French dude. And they're like, let's talk about this guy who just came here from Britain and how annoying he is because he won't stop talking about his wife and how great she is. <laughs> so, okay. Enter here my least favorite trope of any story plot line by any author ever. Mm-hmm. Which is the love bet. The, f- the fidelity bet more specifically yeah. in this So one. we talked about this when we talked about Merchant of Venice. I think that Portia and her servant should have been fucking kicked in the shin. I think love bets are dumb. Love bets are dumb. Chase will tell you that I was reading this this morning and get, providing commentary to him on what was happening. And at one point during this scene, he just hears me go, oh, he's a dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that just became the term that I used for posthumous. He's so the, a dumb dumb. He is a dumb dumb. The he's love dumb. bet is whether or not Yakmo can... Seduce Imogen. Seduce Imogen. If he can seduce Imogen, then Posthumus gets not only his diamond ring back. Well, no, no. uh, Ten thousand dollars. Giacomo gets the diamond ring. Yeah, and gets paid. Posthumus bets his diamond ring that Imogen is faithful to him and has not been sullied by any other man. But also worked into the bet is that if Giacomo can seduce his wife, he gets to keep his wife. So the wife, like, there's the diamond ring, there's 10,000 ducats or whatever made-up Shakespeare money, and the wife are all property on the line in this fucking bet. And if Posthumus wins, he gets to... Yakimo pays him, and then they get to fight. So he's... (laughs) Like, he doesn't... Nowhere... It's like this... All right. Ryan... Let's flip a coin. Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. So, Giacomo is much smarter. Did we miss the poison part? No, or it's, that coming. Come later? it's coming. It okay. comes later. The poison part is... Um, Sorry, this play is so out of joint that... <laughs> it, it is. Well, okay, it's, so it's we've got... I don't, want, I don't want to lose I don't want to lose track that, of That's things, why but... this is also still a high school drama. Oh, yeah. If the CW was filming this... You would also be like, does this all happen at the same point in time? Why are we making so many jump shots between different scenes? <laughs> what season is this? Why do we have to have eight different subplots going? This is dumb. Just What 90s alternative rock is going to be over this scene? Yeah, but anyway, this is the bet that's made. David Gray and nothing and else. Oh, God, it's all David Gray. This was the first time I sat there and said, oh, posthumous, you a dum-dum. You a dum-dum. Because, dumb, okay, dumb. first of all, it's like... It, it's not even so much that they make the yes, bet, please. though it is that they make the bet. It's that Yakmo goes, I'm going to go to Britain, and I will come back and tell you what I find. I'm going to go to Britain like, and... it's like, sure, I can trust you after making this bet to not lie to me. I'm going to go to Britain and try to fuck your wife. <laughs> I promise I'll tell the truth when I get I, back. I promise I'm going to tell you... All about fucking your wife when I get back. And Posthumus is like, yeah, that sounds like a great I mean, movie. I don't want to kink shame Posthumus, but maybe that's what he's down for. No. <coughs> no. So many things I would like to say about that. 
but all of them are. That's dumb. So, I mean, it is this dumb. is a good point to bring up the beer that I brought along, which is thematic. <sighs> I just got the joke and I'm mad. <laughs> Chase, Chase just got... So it's a pun. So I brought a pun beer today. I've got Rheingeist's Cheetah Lager. Because they're going to try to make her into a cheetah. Get it? Like she's a cheater. But then I made it an A sound. Cheetah. Uh, now you've had to go too far into explaining the joke. It's a bad joke. It and is a bad joke. The better I explain it, the funnier it becomes, right? It is a bad joke. <laughs> but it is. But no, then we get to the poison scene. Oh, yes. Now it's talk about the poison scene. Where we've got the queen who is talking to uh, Cornelius. Dr. Cornelius. Dr. Cornelius. Otherwise known as Evil Friar. Yukon no, no, Cornelius. No, 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 he's, he's Nice Friar. He's Nice Friar because he goes, hey, queen, um, you remember that slow-acting poison that you asked me for for reasons that you won't share with no, me? No, 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 for no, no. She reasons? shares. She shares. She goes, you taught me how to use these things to make fragrances. And my husband loves fragrances. Yeah, I So want- I'm going to make some... Fragrances. I just want a, a, a slow-acting, untraceable poison for shits and giggles for funsies. For, 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 for shits and giggles. She literally says for, for fragrances. And Cornelius is like, ah, yes, of course. Here it is. No questions asked. And here then, is your poison. So here's, where poison. He's, here's why he's a bad friar. He knows she's doing bad shit. And to an aside, he goes, so instead of giving her the poison that would kill you... I went ahead and give her a sleepy potion so that when she starts giving it, and he talks about her giving it to small animals and dogs first, that she'll think they're dead, but they won't be dead. Which is... Well, like I said, this is Romeo and... This is the Romeo and Juliet Yeah, this is the... So, and I'm sure that this won't become a plot element. I'm sure there's no way that this is going to come back when to bite anyone in the bat, ass. You know, this will make you appear as if you are dead, but you'll just be sleeping and then you'll wake up later. Which is good that she sure, then gives it is... Pisanello so that Pisanello can have a health restorative. Right? Like, within a breath. Yeah, oh yeah, she turns around and gives it straight to Pisanello and tells him, like, this is a bad, health bad friar, I don't even think, has left the scene. <laughs> And she's lying to Pisanello about... He's like, what did you need that for? It's for fragrances. Don't worry about it. Like, the fragrance ah. of this dead man over here. <laughs> he's, he's like, hmm. Stop trying to make fragrance a thing. I don't know if that's true, but I changed it up so that if it's not true, she's not going to kill anybody. At least, oh, shit, at least she just handed it to that guy over at there. At least your fragrances yeah, will just the, make people sleepy. But the... Uh, um. The stage directions are hilarious. In mine that I'm reading, I'm reading from Folgers. Oh, yeah. She drops the box and Pisanio picks it up, which means it's either like an accident. She gets this like treasured thing that she wants to use for some purpose and like fumbles it and he picks it up. And she's like, ah, oh, well, it's not that important. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Or you can have it. she wants Pisanio to have it. And so like deliberately does the like drop and he picks it up and she's like, well, now <clears> you can <throat> have it. It's yours. Hey, Cassie. Uh-huh. That was good for audio. Just want to let you know, just like that was. Hold, holding your hand out there and just. I was describing what I was doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so she like slow cat knocked it off the table. Oh yeah, just like it was like a glass of milk, and she just fucking. And Pizzanello picks it up. Did you want this back? No, you keep it. It's a good health restorative. You keep it. It's good for you. It's a good health potion it's, there. I thought you said it was for fragrances. No, it's health. It's for health. I like Healthy it's fragrances. Healthy, healthy fragrances. It's holistic. It's holistic. <laughs> it doesn't. 
It's kind of like put it with your crystals. It's for it's like foxglove. It's really it's good for your heart. It's good for your death. Like all sorts. Of <laughs> I like that. It's good for your death. It's good so, for my health. So uh, and then because because Queen wants Imogen and Cymbeline dead. Yes, wouldn't you? No. Why not? This man is terrible at parenting. She is trying. He is trying to marry my son to his brat of a daughter who doesn't love it's my her, son. It, no, it's your idea. But it's she, the queen's idea for Cloten to marry Imogen. You're, but she you're, hasn't married. But she isn't in love with my son. She keeps trying to get out of it. Now she's married some other guy. Yeah, but I'm if pretty you, sure if she's you, gonna if you, sully up the but royal if you, marriage. If you bed. kill, if you kill. Imogen and Cymbeline, then you have no claim to the throne. Then I'm queen. No. Fucker, take it from me. No. You have no support. Well, what about my kid? Your kid's an idiot. No, he's not. He tells me all the time he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't hear Second Lord's aside. And, and because Second Lord is only talking to the audience, I can't hear what he's saying. Man, I hope the groundlings don't tell anything. Like, <laughs> so You don't then, think they'll give away the... Then we go back to Imogen, and Pisanio brings in Yakimo, because apparently it's a really easy journey from Rome to Britain. All right, so your choices here are <laughs> Rome and Britain. Maybe Rome is just another town in England, or Britain is just another town in Italy. Your choice. Your choice. Because they, they travel. It's that fast. forest. It's that forest that's in... A forest oh, one. Yeah. Um, Ooh, it's the I forest can... of Verden. Yeah, and so they, they bring in Yakimo, and he's like, oh... Imogen, I know your husband. He's told me how beautiful you are, but his descriptions didn't do you justice. But I have bad news. Uh, he's been uh, flirting and sleeping with all the ladies in Rome. And I have bad news. I'm here to fuck you. <laughs> That's not what he says. Like, well, he says he's here to issue a medicinal massage internally. <laughs> yes. And he says, he says, hey, yeah, your husband's not a good dude. And she goes, hmm, okay, let's pretend for a moment that I believe that. Um... Tell me more. Why, why would you tell me this? What would you have me do? He's like, well, you should get revenge upon him. And she goes, yes, and, and how might that happen? And he goes, you should sleep with me uh, as revenge. <laughs> and she goes... I promise I will not put it up on you, porn. <laughs> I don't... At which I'm pretty sure goes, that you're going to. <laughs> at which point she goes, hey, uh, you absolute bastard. I trust my husband. Get the hell out! Especially, of my especially if the if the reason you're here is to get me to revenge fuck you, and you know because my husband is supposedly you, doing. You came and told me this, and then immediately Yakum was like, "No, no, no! That was just a test. I was just testing your loyalty." Again, to him. that's a John Hughes move right there. Oh yeah, it's very John Hughes. Like that is, oh, who's the bad guy in Sixteen Candles? Not Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink. James Spader. That's James Spader's line. Yeah. When he tries to seduce Molly Ringwald. No, no, I was just just checking, just making just sure. Just testing. I was just, just making sure that you're. Making sure you're that you're... Yeah, also, but just no, it's nothing, nothing. I'm not here for that. I'm just, I'm a good yeah, friend. I'm a good friend, and also <laughs> me and my boys on the ship, we can't stay overnight. I gotta here. go. We gotta, I gotta go. go. <laughs> but we've got like this trunk of jewels and things, and I don't feel comfortable leaving on my ship because I'm afraid it's gonna get stolen. Would you be willing to look after it for me for the night? Sure, stranger. Can we put stick? Your... Can we stick our jewels in your room? You can put your junk in my trunk. Yeah. Isn't it putting this trunk with her junk? Oh, I got it backwards. My bad. <laughs> 
Are you okay? Oh, uh, no, it was good. That was, wow, that, that got was, you. That was real good. That was real good. Amazingly obnoxious. So he, no, I like that. I like that. It was good. That was solid. He arranges to have this trunk of jewels sent to Imogen to God. I hope she doesn't open it. Yeah, would yeah. I hope she doesn't try to check for the jewels in the trunk. Yeah. So now she's got this lying scoundrel who she just caught in a lie. Mm. Uh, but she's going to trust that the trunk he's sending to her is I full mean, of jewels. I mean, it's not. Well, it's not full. It's well, it's got his family jewels in it, <laughs> along with the rest of him. Kind of a package deal. I wanna, yeah. I'm going to call out spoilers. My wife is really at me because first she didn't all, like my package deal joke. First of all, joke. it is not a package deal. <laughs> I, 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 I loved it. I didn't really get the package deal. It was deal. good. I was going to say, I'm not always. I'm still having things thrown at me. It's not here, Sharpie. Here's the dice. Throw that at him. It's a die. It's not dice. Give me my Sharpie back. Singular. It's a die. Beth, I'm going to give you the sharpity throw, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're going to start. Beth has uncapped the sharpie and she's holding on to it. <laughs> Everybody's going to get a point when they make Cassie mad enough. And that point will be drawn on them with this fine point sharpie, which is not black or gray. It's kind of purple. Yeah. Um. So, just be aware. Mm-hmm. But, yes. So... And that's Act One. That's yeah. Act One. <laughs> a lot happens in Act One. A lot. Fifteen so, minutes into recording. Right. So Act we, as you said at the beginning. Well, we spent a lot of time doing so stuff much really. of the action mm-hmm. happens before. A little bit of like, the action that happens afterwards is literally like, you, we shouldn't have gotten married, but we should have gotten married. You must be separated, but we shouldn't be separated. You're separated now. Here are some drugs for you. I won't kill any dogs. <laughs> Giacomo. Says, you, I'm going to sleep with you. I'm here Take, to fuck you. And Posthumous is a dum-dum. Posthumous is a dum-dum. Um, gave me a ring. Can I be in a trunk in your room? I mean, can I put my trunk in your room? Can I get in your trunk? Can I... Is it our trunk I can be in? <laughs> can I be in you? Can um, I be in you? So, right. we start Act 2. We go back to Cloton. And again... And first and second lord. My second favorite. lord. <laughs> my favorite. I was so happy when he came back for a second scene. I was so afraid he was going to be a one-scene dude. And he's in, like, three, and they're all glorious. All right, so this scene has one of my favorite, like, whiny complaints that bitchy princes get. I would be the top fighter anywhere if I wasn't a prince, but nobody will fight me. Because I'm the prince. Because I'm a prince, and it's illegal to fight me. Because I'm a prince. You can't, you can't fight me because I'm the prince, but if, if you could fight me, I'd kick your ass. So, um... What well, is, like, all the while, popped collar. Popped collar. The whole double. He's such a fucking jack. He's got. He's got. He's got two, two polo, polo shirts, shirts on, on with both <laughs> collars popped. Chet. If he were alive today, his name would be Chet. Yeah, he's a Chet. He's more than a Chad. He's a mm-hmm. Chet. Do you have a Chet brother? I, I have pre- a Chad brother. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't actually making I went fun. Went to school with a Chet. With a Chet. Was That's he a Chet? He was a Chet. He was a Chet. So, do you he have a Josh. favorite aside from this? Because. There are a lot of them from this one. What's there, your favorite? There are. Oh god. Oh, he's but he's on a roll. This one, second lord. Yeah. He just all he does. That's the entire point he's, of well, this. He's the sass queen of this of this play. Why doesn't he get a name? I don't know, but he doesn't need a name. Sag cards, you think? Yeah. Okay. But he's sass queen. His first one's the pretty elusive good. sass queen is hard to get a picture. of. He's yeah. a sass queen. His his first one. You can't see good. him. Everything's blurry. 
Um, Megan aside to the audience. Cassie's mad at you right no, now. No, she's not. She, no. No, she wants me to so We're talking you. about her favorite guy. All right. All right. Um, his first one's pretty good. After Cloten is, is complaining about, like, nobody will fight me, but I... How, how I tough he is. And the first one's like, oh, yeah, you would have broke his pate with your bull. And the second one's like, if his wit had been like him that broke it, it would have all run out. I like it. Sass queen. But that is the entirety of that scene. Yeah, it's No, it is. It's just yeah. Cloten. It's just Cloten bragging. It's just establishing, in case you missed it the first time around, Cloten is the worst. It's Cloten bragging, first lord sucking his ass, and sass queen bringing him back down a notch, but not actually saying it to him. All right. Second scene, Ryan already gave away. Ima- Sorry. Yeah, there's so Imogen, Imogen goes to sleep. And then the trunk of jewels opens and out pops Yakimo. Not a jewel, might I point out. No, the jewels are in there with him, though. And he's like, all right, I gotta take good note of her bedchamber so I can describe it later. <laughs> I need to be able to talk about what her bed looks what like her and bed stuff. looks like, because like, she won't actually sleep with me, so I gotta convince she's in, the she's posthumous like, that she has. She's, so, in, she's in her bed clothes, so she's, she's like clothes. partially naked, and there's a mole that he can so see. So he sees a mole on the underside of her breast, and he steals the bangle from her wrist. He takes her bracelet. He takes her, the, the special the bracelet. Token bracelet. The token right. bracelet. So Yakimo, so like this is like he didn't rape her, but he sure is shitty. He is. Oh yeah, like he's peeking around. He's like lifting up her, lifting up her yeah. shirt to look at her he's, boob moles. He's a horrible. They human call him nipples. No, no. This is a mole, not a nipple. He's not describing a nipple when he's, he talks to Bosch. He's a horrible human being, but on the one hand, you do have to, on some level, admire this man's dedication because he folded himself into a trunk. And stayed there for God knows how long. He, he got full Tyrion Lannister. No, I actually, well, I picture Yakimo, uh... <laughs> for a second there, I thought you wanted me to, like, give him props for not fucking raping No, 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 no. No, no, no. We don't give people props no. for that. We expect people to not rape people. I also expect people not to be in trunks, but hiding like, in my bedroom. Well, there the, is but that. But the extent that this man will go to... <laughs> to get those ducats. to win this bet... It's 10,000 duck hats. Oh, golly. All right. And uh, uh, I, I always... Have you seen the the film, the recent film? Well, not recent, I guess, anymore, but film version of of uh, Count of Monte Cristo? Yes. I I keep thinking Yakimo. I keep thinking of Jacopo. Yakimo. But he's played... Oh, who's that? Luis Guzman? Yeah, it's Yakimo. Well, Yakimo in that, in, in Count of is Monte Cristo. Thing? His name is Yakimo. But that's who I keep picturing every time we're talking about Yakima. I'm picturing that little, I, like, Luis Guzman. He couldn't fold in half. No, he's... He's got a meatball tummy. I love it. But it's got a <laughs> yeah, tummy. he does. But I it also, would have to be a big trunk. It'd have to be a big trunk. But he's a small guy. He's Yac- a small guy. So that is the Yakima who is my favorite servant of all time. Oh, yeah. He but it's Yakima. Yeah. that. But yes, no, I love. We him. all know that I don't read words. I know the correct way. But no, I love I love him in that movie, and that's like every time we're talking about this. So I'm picturing Louise Guzman hiding in a trunk, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> Noted. So also, that's not the way that book ends. I want you to know that. No, I gotta I, throw no. out the spoiler there. No, I, actually, uh, Count of Monte Cristo is is a favorite book of okay, mine. Okay, okay. I, I actually I love the K- writing of like Alexander Kings Dumbass. to you, Fernand, but yeah. I love the writing of Alexander Gomez. still not fucking yours. All right, keep yeah. going. Anyway, so then we get Cloten the next morning being so wildly inappropriate, making the worst comments. Well, he has musicians the there to serenade Imogene. Yeah. 
And so he's he's trying he's to get her to romantic. emerge from her room. Because she's, hiring... she's taking seclusion. Yes. Because she's not really necessarily locked in. She's just like, I'm not coming she's out. She's like, I'm not coming out. It's, it's, yeah. um, and it's seclusion. So, it's like... I did that in high school, too. And so Cymbeline comes and he's like, what are you doing outside my daughter's door? He's like, well, I'm trying to... I'm trying to her serenade her. Sweet music to, to come out. My dulcet tones, bitch. <laughs> I bet you got dulcet tones. So... Similing gets word that some Rome, some ambassadors from Rome have arrived. And at that, Imogen's like, what? Romans? Maybe they have word of my husband. And then she has a, an exchange with Cloten. Where I mean, she, she calls just, him an idiot. Because he is. Well, he is. Yeah. I mean, um, but... Call she, a spade a spade. I mean. She's not, she's not as uh, good at calling him an idiot. As say second lord is, but at least she says it. She says it to his face, though. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not doing it as an aside. Um, and she tries to get. She notices her bracelet is gone, and she's like, "Hey, which is better than Desdemona?" Uh, yeah, because Desdemona's like, "My handkerchief's not gone." Oh, uh. yeah. She knows her bracelet. She gone. doesn't realize her she's bracelet. Sending, her fucking handkerchief's gone until she's being choked yeah, to death. She's she's sending her maids to go look for it, and she at one point she says to Cloten, uh, "My husband's." Like, I would revere my husband's, like, clothes that he wears more than I revere you because we, you're an idiot. She, she says meanest garment, which yeah. his would meanest be, like, garment. like, like his, his underwear. And like, Cloten, his, like his shittiest clothing. Yeah, yeah. Cloten latches onto that. Yeah, his fucking gym sock. His tube sock is cool. Yeah. So that, and he's like, well, now, now I'm going to have to be revenged upon her because that insult is, like, the thank, worst thing anyone's ever said to me because Second Lord only talks to the audience. Thank God your mom, then, Cloten, is a murder queen. <laughs> <laughs> thank God your mom's up in this bitch trying to be Tamara. So and fucking pave the way to your pave your way to the throne in blood. Because Rome and Britain are like two hours apart. Um, Again, we get Yakumo back with Posthumus yeah, yeah. and Filario, and uh, Yakumo like, comes back and is like, "Hey, I got bad news for you, brother. Here's the bracelet. Not yet. First, he goes, "I've seen the inside of your wife's bedchamber," and he describes the fixtures in the fireplace. And at first, Posthumus is like, "Oh, she cheated. No, no, no. You might have just heard that." You just because you saw her bedchamber does not mean she was unfaithful. Was all I like, do not believe you. You'll we'll have to offer more. Me money. and that Veronica Vaughn got it on. And he's like, "Here's here's the bracelet." And at that point, Posthumus, being a dum dum, goes, "He's got her bracelet. She's unfaithful to me." And so I was like, "Dude, um, what if she dropped it? What if? What if he just stole it? it? What if it was stolen by one of her handmaidens?" And slipped to him somehow. I'm never going to have a handmaiden. No, I don't have any. They are untrustworthy. (laughs) And so, but Flario has to to work very hard to talk Posthumus down from this ledge. Well, because Posthumus Posthumus is uh, like every fucking Shakespearean fucking jealous asshole. He's a is is a dum dum and is ready to fucking take the word of some random stranger over the love of his life. And it wouldn't be that hard to get a letter to her because they're only two hours away. Yeah. But that is Yeah. Huh. Apparently you can shout across the English Channel all the way from Rome. <laughs> and so finally Yakima goes, Rome's okay. not across the English well, Channel. Then, apparently she, in this play it is. Rome is actually just in France. That's Calais. <laughs> it's Rouen, <laughs> you know, whatever. 
do we need to go back to the Henrys to talk to you a little bit more about? <laughs> no, I know. Geography? I'm just saying we're talking about how close apparently it is, yeah. how right. easy Yakimo it is. Yakimo just like hop skips and jumps around, and so finally Yakimo goes, "Well, if she didn't sleep with me, would I know about the mole?" She got a titty mole. And it, like, okay, that one. Posthumous should still go talk to his wife, but that one is a little bit more damning. It's a little more just it's a, it's, as presented. It's a little bit more personal. But than, still, especially at the time in which no one is bathing on a regular basis, you're not gonna like walk in the shower exactly. and see yeah. the um, well, yeah, third nipple, the thripple, the thripple. And so Posthumous is like, well, you told right. me it was a nubbin. This ring is yours. The money is yours. We don't have my to wife fight now. Faithful to me, and uh, I'm gonna have my servant kill her. Oh, that seems in line. Yeah, I, do you think there'll be any repercussions for that? No, not at all. Well, at least she's not gonna choke her to death. No, he's gonna have somebody else do it for him. Well, she'll that's still delegation. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's good leadership. <laughs> it's important to know what you have time to do and what you can assign to someone else. <laughs> Make a list of priorities. I have a wedding to plan, a <laughs> wife to murder, and Florin to frame for it. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. <laughs> so Humperdink All right, so, is going to have somebody else kill his wife. He sends Count Rugen. Yeah. He so, sends a letter to Pisanio to say, but that, that comes later, because now we go to Act 3. Yeah. And we're meeting these uh, senators from Rome. Who want Britain to swear allegiance to Rome? Why? Don't Why? do it. I've seen it. <laughs> We've seen that movie. It's in like, mm, I don't know that a woman do that. No, in fact, I don't. And then Cloten's you guys left like, here before. No, you made should. some really nice baths, but other than that, it was sucky. Cloten's like, we should. We you should built a wall it. because you didn't want to fight the woads. Woad is me. But I'm. No, like for real, I am yeah. lotish. Well, so, I know. yeah, so that's that scene is the, the ambassadors from Rome saying, hey, you should really. We are Welsh, there's difference. And simply going, eh, the aren't I don't British. really want to. And then we get Pisanio reading this letter from Posthumus that says, hey, my wife is guilty of adultery. Uh, I need you to stab her to death. Sure. And Pisanio's like, oh man, this puts me in a real tough spot, man. Don't you hate like, you reading your emails on so, Monday? Yeah, when you come back from vacation, then it's all angry emails. It's all angry emails. And if you don't read, how you gotta murder a bunch of people's wives. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't read all the way to the end of the email chain, you're probably gonna stab someone before you're supposed to. <laughs> well, so, this this boils down to another thing that's like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Well, so well, I, I, but this time, Pisanello knows. Well, this is actually more much ado about nothing here. Yeah. Pisanella knows like, that Imogen yeah. didn't do anything. She's not. He knows that he doesn't have to kill her. Like, he knows okay, that this makes... guy, Jacopo, was trying to put junk in her trunk. So, instead, he falsifies, because this is a good idea. Instead of stabbing her, he falsifies a letter from Posthumus. Well, Posthumus sent two letters. Posthumus sent a letter to... Imogen. Imogen, saying, hey, I'm going to be at this place. Meet me in Wales. here. And we can go off together, and it'll be great. And then Pisanio has he's instruction get... to kill her on the road. Because somehow he's going to go to fucking Wales to meet her. You just take the train another couple stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And so, see, I had a moment where I thought Pisanio was going to be better than he was. Because when he went, 
here's a letter from my master. I thought he was showing her the letter that Posthumus had written him. No, that's about Ham- like that's Hamlet. Here's the adultery, so that she could be like, okay, clearly there's been an issue. Let's go see if we can resolve this. But instead, he just get, he like waffles and prevaricates and considers actually doing this because his master ordered him to. Well, he was loyal to Posthumus first. I actually just thought yeah. he was filling up some of the act. Well, that could be too. Yeah, you can play it. And then we meet the three men in the woods. Three men in the woods. Um, who we know as Morgan, Polidor, and Cadwall. Who are actually Belarius, Guiderius, Guiderius, and and Arvaragus. And who, Chase? Yes. Who do you think these people possibly might be? Who? Huh. When they have two different names. I mean, probably the friar at this point. Do you remember the people who left the magic baby in the forest in Winter's Tale? <laughs> oh, no! It's them. It's but we have two babies. magic babies. We have two magic stolen babies and the guy who stole them and raised them as his own. Belarius, who's All right, pretending so to be a guy named Morgan. I need a timeout. <laughs> Nobody's stealing babies to raise them. <laughs> That's terrible. No, that actually does happen, though. I know. I watched Raising Arizona. Okay. I love Raising Arizona. And actually, now I feel bad. I love my babies, and I don't want anybody to take them. But also, they've been very exhausting lately. Nobody's taking babies. I'm not taking yours. Uh, but we meet these You made two. that quite clear the other day. I've got my own. <laughs> you tried to pawn yours off on me the other not day. Not both of them. No. Just the one. You tried to give me the destroyer. We call them Carnage. So we... <laughs> We get a a scene of exposition. Yay! Yes, with Belarius and Guido. Guido. No, no. Belarius is an Aravargus. Arviv. Yeah, whatever. Why they live in the woods as if they don't know that. Arvaragus. Say that too many times fast. Aravargus. 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 Um. Arvirargus. And then after the boys leave, Valerius has a big long speech to the audience to be like, hey, in case you guys haven't figured this out, those are the lost princes. I stole them. I, I stole a baby. <laughs> oh, God. I stole I... it from you, Daikini, while you were taking a pee-pee. I can't even <laughs> I fucking broke, Beth. I don't you know that. No. Willow Brownies against me. <laughs> Have you never seen the movie Willow? No. Oh my god, you both are wrong. God, we're fucking quit this podcast. No more. You have to watch Willow. I am. I own it. I'm crying. <laughs> It's a fucking masterpiece. Can you, can it's the greatest. It? It's the greatest film. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I stole a baby. I stole it from you, Daikini, while you were taking a pee pee. <laughs> oh, it's the best Val Kilmer movie of all time, and it's that the, includes Tombstone. It's the best George Lucas movie of all time. It is the greatest George yeah, Lucas movie. How is movie. it on the Warwick Davis scale? It is. It is oh, it's the yeah. best Warwick Davis movie as well. All right. And he's oh been in Leprechaun. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Alright, so rewind the clock 20 years ago. Oh, also, my allergies apparently 
or off the charts. To or, I mean, he could have gone General Kale. I have a child! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. My wife and I will actually do send each other texts. Like, if I pick up Izzy from somewhere, I text her, I have the child. All right. Like, General Kale from Willow. I I am pretty sure. Okay, I'm bringing over Willow for you guys to no, watch. No, just write down their address. I'll just Amazon it to them. They'll watch it once and they'll be like, hmm. I love it. I need to watch that every time. How many times can you watch somebody steal a baby using a pig magic trick? I mean, <laughs> come on. That how, baby gets stolen how many, so many times. How many times can you watch? How many times? How many times can you watch Kevin Pollock ride on the back of an owl while carrying a dead, while carrying a baby through the woods? Stop a baby! <laughs> how many times can you watch Warwick Davis get shot with tiny arrows? I just wasn't expecting the Willow reference, and it really killed me. Oh my god! Right. Oh, it's so good. Someday we will start a Warwick Davis podcast, uh, but today's not that day. <laughs> Fine. And we're not even halfway through the show yet. Sure, Clotus, whatever you want. Let's talk about what you want. All right, Cloten. <laughs> Fucking ruin our fun. Oh, she's mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she real mad. I need to go get my bottle caps. We need to go second lord on her. Throwing them at people. Hey, hey, hey she's audience. Mad at you. She's mad at you. Hey, hey, audience. <laughs> Cassie's trying to run the podcast over here. <laughs> Little does she know that will references make us absolutely unmanageable. <laughs> you don't need willow references. The that. train has derailed. I feel insulted, Chase. You should feel informed. Oh, fuck. He's got the... Well, Ryan's got the Sharpie now, so my fun's over. Okay, so... Anyway, back to the play. Magic Baby in the Woods. But we're past that now. Belarius stole both babies. So, uh, how about we go to Milford? Yeah, so the Milford Haven Pisanio, in Wales. Pisanio and Imogen are on the way, road to Milford. When she, Pisanio oh wait, finally, wait, forget, for, don't forget, she dresses up as a boy. Not yet. That's on the way to Wales. Yeah, but the, yeah, but it's not this first. scene on the way to Wales. Oh, sorry, it's the next um, scene then. Pisanio finally gets to the point where he's like, "Hey, I can't lie to you anymore about what's supposed to happen in Milford." Um, here's a letter from your husband. Things have gone south in Rome. I don't know what's going on, and neither do you. But you should know that he wants me to kill you. So my immediate, and her health is declining. My immediate reaction when somebody tells me that somebody is accusing me of being unfaithful, of doing something wrong, is usually to ask the person who is telling me this to stab me. Oh wait, no, that's not me. That's Imogen. So Imogen. Oh, oh, I was, I, I was wondering. So Imogen's like. I guess you better kill me then. Oh, he thinks I cheated on him. Just stab me. Why don't you just murder me then, I guess? Yes, please. Because apparently she watched Romeo and Juliet too. Yeah. Um, It's actually an interesting parallel because uh, the girl who just got finished playing Juliet in my production of Romeo and Juliet took a monologue class from me a couple of years ago. And we did Shakespeare and they had to pick a Shakespeare monologue. And she actually performed this monologue of Imogen's. Ooh, nice. And auditioned with it for Romeo and Juliet. Wait, she picked a monologue from Cymbeline? She picked a monologue from Cymbeline. This monologue gets picked often. Yeah. Do you remember when we've talked often about that there are not enough strong female 
I just, I've never experienced it. I've never, in anything yeah. I've ever directed, I've never had anyone audition with Cymbeline. And, and she did well, it. Well, if you want a range of emotions, this yeah, one's she did it very well. Yeah, and no. part of the reason that I cast her as Juliet is because she brought to this monologue a quality that I wanted for my Juliet, which was not somebody who fainted away at things. You didn't want a wilted flower. A, a damsel. She brought to this, um, a, just like a rawness of. And it became not so not so much. I'm so in despair. I need you to kill me. I'm more like if I did this, you you brought me this far because you hadn't made up your mind about killing me. Might as well fucking might as well fucking kill me. Like then. then do it. Like don't do things by halves. If you're gonna stab me, then stab me. Here's my my chest. Nobody likes a half ass. Here's like, the yeah, you whole ass this motherfucker. You yeah. stab me. So this is because when, her big speech is what. Finally pushes Pisanio to go. No, I'm not going to stab you. Instead, let's dress you up like a boy. And instead, now you're a boy. And now we get our shades of Twelfth Night. Yeah, and so we're going to dress you up as a boy. Um, this is our Twelfth Night slash Merchant of Venice cosplay. Yeah. Uh, well, well and also much ado. Yeah. Because well, also now that she's a boy, then uh, Pisanello is going to send posthumous. Hey, she's say, dead. Yeah. I killed her, she's over, it's dead. To to get him to repent of his decision and feel remorse and regret. Well, like I said, this is a mashup play. Like, legitimately, everything. Well, and it's funny, because this was originally built as a tragedy. And now, upon modern view, is considered either a romance or a comedy. Yeah. problem is it can't be a romance, because there's no way it happens in three days. No, it does, because... Rome's well, because Rome is just there. right right down so, the street. Do you know what yeah. I thought was funny at the end of this scene? What? When she's all seasick, and Penisanello's like, you know, I've got something that's really good for your health. Yep, he gives her a health potion. And she's like, here, it's a health potion, just just drink it when you are feeling at your worst, and it'll make everything fine. She does not drink it right away, though. She holds on She holds on to it. She keeps well, the keeping, health potion. She's keeping it for fragrances. <laughs> um, but she's been given instructions. Hey, I'm going to go back... Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go back to Britain. You go on to Milford. There is a Roman general who's going to be there. Appeal to him as a boy. Tell him that you want to enter into his service. That will protect you. And then I will know where you are. I'll write to Posthumus and tell him that you've been killed so that he regrets his decision and comes back remorseful. At the palace, you'll have disappeared and because uh, the king has no lingering trauma from his children disappearing randomly. So, well, yeah, obviously you got over that. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll be repentant for how they treated you. Somehow telling everybody that she's died is going to fix things in Pisania's mind. Um, Look, every time somebody is too mad at me to continue our relationship, friendship, work relationships, my husband, I pretend I'm dead. Until they're sad, I'm gone. And then I pop back up at a party, and I'm like, what up? I exaggerated. And usually we're back to copacetic. <laughs> no? That's Imogen again? Yeah, not you. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. No, because, I mean, you still wouldn't have popped back up. You would have gotten comfortable. No, he's... Asleep. No, he's saying that he'd still be mad at me. Uh. <laughs> Ryan once got mad at me because he missed a date that we were supposed to be on. Look, she didn't remind me. No. I didn't. <laughs> not not since noon that day. 
It was fine. <laughs> Look, we smoked a lot of pot in college. <laughs> Your parents have to know by now. Cassie, her parents listened to this. Cassie I, didn't smoke a lot of damn pot. Damn it! We were talking <laughs> about Cassie <laughs> smoking Your pot. Wait, hold on, hold on. My mom keeps talking about where she can find the podcast to watch it, so no. Where to watch it, to watch it, where she can watch the podcast. Um, I love Wendy. I love you, mom. Yet again, Ryan, you're referring to Imogen. Let's move yeah, on. More, yeah, Imogen smoked a lot of pot in college. <laughs> Imogen Beth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we go back to Cymbeline with the attendants from Rome, who are still being like, hey, you need to swear to allegiance to Caesar. We'll have no king but Caesar. Sorry, I don't want to. No. And then he's like, "Where's my daughter? I haven't seen my daughter in a while. What's going on with her?" And the queen's like, "Yeah, she won't uh, come out of her room. Yeah, she's in seclusion in the West Wing. Yeah, we. uh, (laughs) She could be missing or dead. You know, we haven't (laughs) seen. We haven't seen her servant for a while either. Weirdly, that's probably nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Nope. There he is. Oh no, there he is. Hey. She hey. had some fragrances. Um so Pisanello kind of shows the letters around like we were going to Wales, but don't worry. I sent her there ahead of me and Cloton decides he's going to go too. Well, Cloton Cloton has a plan. Cloton's decided to go full Caliban. Yeah, he she has insulted me by comparing me to her husband's meanest garment. I, with the blood of Sycorax, will not stand for it. <laughs> Therefore, I must punish her by raping her. He's he's got he's going full Caliban, full uh uh Chiron and Demetrius. He's gonna fucking rape, abduct Imogen. Pillage. He's gonna All right. And so he, her finds, he finds Bassanio and he's like, hey, where's Imogen? Is she with Posthumus? He's like, how How could she be with him? He's in Rome, forgetting that Rome is right over there. It's just down the fucking street. That's Rome Street. And apparently we're on Britain Avenue. All right. Let's, so then let's like, do- tell me where she is. And then Bassanio, like another dum-dum, is, is a dum-dum. Awesome. exactly where she's going. But because- he's already told everybody else where she's going. She's going to Milford Haven, dude. And, and but he's he says he has an aside where he's like, it's okay because she's gonna get there early enough to get in league with this Roman dude, so he'll protect her from Clotin. Sure, be fine. Sure, sure. So let's do a CW cutscene. Oh, okay. Straight to Imogen, wandering scared and alone through the woods. It's raining. There are wolves after, her, and she's hungry. And she doesn't feel good. No, she's getting sick. And she finds she find? a cave. But the three men in the woods. Magic babies! No, she finds Timon of Athens first and throws some cold in her <laughs> yes. first, first it's Timon of Athens. Huck some fucking ducats at her head. All she, I so she chooses she a different cave. cave he's, like, he's like, your fucking prince is in another house. And she goes, crap on this. I just wanted some tubers. And she, he's like, me too. Here's a fucking coin. All I wanted was a goddamn potato. And he chucks some ducats at her head. Timon of Athens is probably the dumbest. I love Timon of, Timon of Athens. Though. He's so great. All right. He's fucking but yeah, potato finds, digging, gold finding motherfucker. She finds the three guys in the woods and just to remind everybody, two of those 
men are her brothers. Magic babies. They're magic, magic babies. brothers. They're her brothers. Yep. But she's disguised as a boy. Fucking Mario and, and Luigi know, are in this cave over yeah. here. They don't know who they are. Um, but they she they doesn't see know her they, are. they don't know who she is. Are you? Uh, oh, look at this pretty girl. And she's like, I'm a boy. And they're like, Oh, you're a boy. Okay. But they're Sorry. oddly. They are oddly Slug. drawn. They're they, oddly drawn. They are accepting of who she wants to present. I need my sharpie. Ryan, no. I need it. Cause I have Sorry, to I had to take it from Beth. She was getting bad. Um, getting? She was. Yeah. Okay. She was continuing I to be talk bad. About this None of my idea actions have surprised you. It's true. Um, almost supernatural connection. That's common. Yeah, that's a common yeah, theme. But I want to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it. I didn't wasn't. Same. Oh, she, put it on the board. She gave me a teacher look. I was scared. She punched me. I punched nothing. I'm not nothing. I All didn't right. punch you. So, back to Rome. But so they take they take Fidele. Yes. Which is the name she's using. In. Well, they like her right yeah, away. Yeah, they're like they're gonna take care Fidele of Fidele because faithful. Faithful. Yeah. And then we go to Rome. Cutscene. We have the senators in Rome in this tiny little scene that means nothing. It's a CW (laughs) cutscene to Rome. Jump cuts. Pew. It's like, all right, everybody, uh, get some men together. We're going to war. Pew. Back out of there. Jump cut to Cluton. Yep. Who was dressed in posthumous's garments. He put on posthumous clothes. He made Pisanio bring him posthumous's clothes. Bring me his meanest garments. Dress in them and be like, who's in meanest garments now? I'm going to find him and I'm going to chop his head off where I'm wearing his clothes. And I'm going to fuck his wife. I got his underwear on and everything. And so he's like... I put his drawers on. He's walking through the woods. He's like, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to rape Imogen. It's going to be great. And, and then, then, he, then he meets again. Guido. Then we jump to the next scene where we're back with the three guys in the woods and right. Imogen. This is straight up sleep, uh, Snow White. Did you already put it up there? I did. I put that pin on the board before we started. Oh. Um, I threw that but, boomerang before I entered the room. Uh, but, yeah, Guido Cassie comes in. Cassie is much smarter than me. She's Guido. black dynamite. She is black dynamite. <laughs> Guido comes in and he's like, hey, um... Guys, I have, uh, I found this guy in the woods. He was super rude to me. He was a dickhead, so uh, I he cut was, his head he off. Was, he was a dick, so I killed him. <laughs> so and I Morgan, straight up. Valerius Morgan is like, you should not have done that. That's against the law. He's like, well, he's a lord and it's against the law for him to be a dick. <laughs> like, he, was like anyway. he wasn't, I don't care if it was so, against the law, he was an asshole. <laughs> He was super mean and he was going to cut my head off, so I cut his head off. It's self-defense. I don't understand why that's a problem. Wait, did he have any friends? Was there anybody with him? Can we just throw his body down a ravine or do we have to, like, kill some other people and put their bodies there, too? He was a dick, so So I killed him. Valerius and Avril Lavigne go out to find out if Cloten was, in fact, alone. Meanwhile, Imogen. Meanwhile, Imogen is not doing she's well. She's not feeling good, so she takes the health, the health potion. potion. Yeah. For fragrances. For fragrances. Um, yeah, so she takes the health potion. So she falls into a deep catatonic sleep. Okay. So they throw her body next to Cloten's down the well. 
No, they, it's in the cave. They leave them in the cave. So, they so, don't throw them in the well. What's, what's All right, happens, fine. They no, lie them next to each other. They lie them, but it's the headless body. In posthumous clothes. clothes. Because Guido We have took, to have the Romeo and Juliet yeah, moment. Guido took Cloten's head and threw it in the river. Yeah, so they couldn't so identify the float, body. No, he threw it in the river so that it would float downstream to the palace so that the queen would know that her son was dead. He didn't know it was her son. <laughs> it's a weird kind of consideration. <laughs> Hmm. He did know it was her son because he was. Cloten was fucking bragging about it. Cause, yeah, because Cloten like, was a fucking dickhead about it. I'm sure Cloten opens every sentence with, I'm Cloten, son of queen. Because I don't know my own mother's name. Mother? Because no, no one no. does. You know that he's enough of a chet that he just referred to his mother as mother. Yes, mother. Mother doesn't like it when I'm out past midnight. Mother doesn't like it when I drink White Claws. <laughs> Well, he's royal, so he doesn't have to. There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Exactly. That's why fucking Guido chopped his head straight off. Cassie, please take us home. <laughs> there were no Try laws because Guido was drinking claws. All right, enough, enough, enough. And enough. so they lay Fidele Imogen next to because they think she's dead, or he, they think he is dead. Let's put the dead bodies together and figure out what to do with them, and if we need to go tell. Uh, the people in the palace that Guido did this and Guido maintains the whole time he's like I didn't do anything wrong this guy was that that dick asshole he is using the no jury in the world would convict me justifiable homicide guy mouthed off to me I hit him I just backhanded him so hard his head flew off this guy this guy thought he could chat shit so I fucked him up backhanded him in the neck with sword (laughs) Uh, um, well yeah (laughs) How do you think you backhanded people in 300 AD? Started talking trash, wouldn't you know? But I reached back, back like a pimp and, and I slapped Cloten. Here we but go. Imogen wakes up after the boys the, uh, in the cave. After are the, always the, poison, the poison potion wears off, she wakes up. She's next to a headless body dressed dressed in her husband's clothes. clothes. And so she So she flips out. She rightfully makes the assumption that her husband has been killed. Which if I put somebody in Chase's pajamas next to you in your bed with no head, you would also make the assumption that I had killed your husband. Some head. Yeah. I mean, possibly not if he's put me in Chase's pajamas. Look, a lot of this sounds very similar to the Sid and Nancy trial. Let's keep going. I don't have the same body type as Chase, and I would not fit very well in his pajamas. Also, there's an odor. But the, and then fragrance. The, and then the Romans ride through the woods. Right, so Lucius walks in, who she's supposed to have gone to in the first place. Yes, but she got lost and never she got made lost. it to Milton. And so she found a magic cave in the woods with and her the magic, magic brothers. And the magic cave brought along the Roman she was supposed to see in the first place to keep her safe, who's like, poor boy, why are you crying? And she's like, this is my master. He's been killed. Oh, who is it? Richard DeChamp. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just say his name was Dick Champ? Duchamp. Duchamp. I'm sorry. Richard the Dick Champ. His name is Dick Dick Champ. I have been waiting almost all day to make the Dick Champ joke. And it just flopped. His name is Dick Dick Champ. She hit me in the face. She shot you with a fucking fucking hair tie. I want you to remember that the motto of my house is always escalate. See, you stole that motto from my house. 
I didn't. Chris to be fair, the two times I shot a hair tie at Chase, I missed wildly, and I was expecting to miss again. I have a safety pin now, and no intention of using it. Are you going to defend her arm armor with a... No, this is just turning into a Mexican standoff. I want to be armed. All right, so... <laughs> so, magically, she's with the Roman who takes her with him. Cymbeline um, is super upset because Cloten's missing. His no, daughter, no, the treacherous queen is wasting away Cloten, because her beloved yeah. Chet is died. Cloten is missing. His daughter is gone. He still doesn't have those sons he lost years ago. And the the CPS are, is on its way. Yeah, I mean, the Romans... Um, he keeps trying to threaten Pizanella to be like, where the fuck is everybody? And is Pizanella's like, I, like I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Can't tell you. Didn't, don't, know. don't even know where he's at. So, so Belarius, Guidarius, Arvirargus, they, yeah, they and Posthumus. The, so, the Romans have marched. All right. the us's. Yeah. Right. The uh, Romans have marched. I was marched. trying to decide where you would jump to. So, yeah. Rome is invading Britain very but quickly, by the way, again, quick. because well, it's just, just, on just on the fucking just on the road. And so the boys are like, we can't let other people serve and fight for our country that we wouldn't serve and fight for as well. So they get up arms against magic, uh, magic stolen daddy. They bring the magic and brothers them, back to town. With them is Posthumus, who's received... Pisanio's letter saying, I did what you asked and I killed Imogen. And killed your and wife. And Pisanio's like, oh, why do you have to be a good servant about this one thing? Why couldn't you have defied this order? I didn't actually want you to kill her. And Pisanio's and so, like, Jesus Christ. And so Posthumus is like, well, then I'm going to go. There's a battle. The Romans look like they're going to win. I'm going to go fight for the other side yeah. so that they'll kill me and I'll be put out of my misery. But that Again. doesn't happen because he's got magic prince brothers with him. Yes. And yes. so the Magic Prince brothers take down the entire Roman army. Just the two of them. Dressed as peasants. Dressed as peasants. So they're dressed as peasants. They take down the whole army. And while they're at it, do you know who's there with them? Posthumus. And they're no. no. They capture Lucius and Yakimo. Fucking Yakimo. Yakimo is back, baby. Yakimo is back. Yakimo is back. Yakimo is like, oh, shit. This is karma, bitches. Louise yeah. Guzman he's is... This is karma, He's done a 180 and gone, yeah, I did some bad things. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I did some bad things. I was a dum-dum. They but, capture Cymbeline. The Romans capture Cymbeline as well. Cymbeline. Well, but the... the no, because they... The no, Cymbeline doesn't get, Cymbeline doesn't get captured. It's Lucius and Iacomo that yeah. get captured. The Romans get captured. As well as Fidelity. I thought the Magic Brothers came and saved Cymbeline. They saved their father. Well, they, they yeah, they but they kept him Britain. from. They saved Britain and Cymbeline. He doesn't get captured. Oh, this is like a disconnected thing. Like yeah, the crown. Yeah, and, and so yeah, so Cymbeline's like, you are honored. I I raise you up from your lowly state in the woods, above you know everybody. Um, and then there's this, like, who was that? There was a random fourth person with you who helped save the city. Who was that? We don't know. He's a random guy, showed up, never got his name, disappeared afterwards, can't find him. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. And he's like, well, I want I want to find him because I want to honor him as well. Um, <laughs> Posthumous and James. Posthumous is in jail. Just praying that someone will kill him. And then his dead family shows up. Again, then he, has, he falls asleep and his dead father and mother and two brothers. And Jupiter. And Jupiter. 
come and visit him. You know who I always think of as the god of families? The guy that fucking incested and raped and, you know... And Jupiter pins... Yeah. Jupiter pins a, a tablet to his chest. How? With a Jupiter. stapler? Yes. <laughs> a nail gun? Yes. Yeah, he just fucking pulls out that Bosch and so just fucking... Ba-tunk. He wakes up, he's like, oh, I have this dream. Looks down. I've got a riddle on my chest. He just bostitched that fucking thing yeah. straight to Must his chest. Must be Wednesday. It's riddle day. <gasps> We're starting a thing. I'm going to start stapling and tablets then, to chase every Wednesday. Yeah. And then the jailer comes in, because I think Posthumus is it's gonna a really, Roman. It's going to really cost a lot of money him. to get that yeah. many iPads, though. So the jailer comes in and he's like, are you ready to die? And Posthumus is like, yes, I am. But I've got a riddle first. But I've got some. I gotta do this. I gotta do this fucking riddle. All right, we're. I gotta do. I gotta do my morning crossword, motherfucker. We're gonna go to. uh, We're gonna bring him to the king. And uh, so then everybody is congregated in the king's chamber, basically. And uh, Sonia's like, we can't find. uh, Can't find uh, Cloten anywhere. I know where he is. Uh, I know. I know. Wait, goes. Oh yeah. No, I killed him. Yeah, he was an yeah. Asshole. I yeah. Him. He I, was a dick. I. It was justified. He was an asshole. To which second lord goes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Second but second lord's like second lord's like man. Why did he get? We're to getting ahead though life? a little bit because first. Cornelius comes in and says, "Hey, the queen's dead." Yeah, Yukon Cornelius comes in and says, "The queen is dead." But she and then was he not sings a good silver lady. and gold. She had like poison and things. And there was a lot of dead small animals. She, on her deathbed, unrepentantly confesses yeah. to all of her villainous crimes against her husband and the throne. Yeah, and so then they bring in the. So it's like trial after trial to deal with all these people. So like it's not even a trial though. Like Cornelius yeah. comes in and he's like, "Yeah, this bitch is dead, and you gotta hear the shit she said. Yeah. Click here." And so then, but then like he click he clickbaits the fucking game. Yeah, Lucius is brought in with Imogen, and the and Simbling goes, "You look familiar." No, I'm um, just this guy named Fidele. Not familiar at all. Nope. And, nope, Dad, I'm not familiar to you. I'm a oh. And then and then just the, a guy. The magic prince babies go. No, that's not you. Yeah, that was the fourth, fourth guy. No, that wasn't the fourth guy. That's the fourth no, the fourth guy was Posthumus. No, that's the their their friend in the woods that they felt drawn to. Who this died. is our this is our friend that we thought was dead. It's like, oh, you're alive, and then Pisani's like, no, magic no, statue, guys, guys, guys. That's that's Imogen. That's the princess. Wow, she's in danger. Wow, wait, hold on. Fidele is a boy. She told us she's a boy. Well, his pronouns are him, his. Done. Identifying as a boy. All right. And so then Cymbeline's like, oh, my daughter's restored. I love you. I was wrong to send you away. Please come forth to me. And then Yakimo comes forward. Confessor. And Imogen's like, what ring are you wearing on your Motherfucker. Finger? Yep, she's like straight up. She's like, whose fucking ring is that, bitch? And Yakima's like, I did a bad thing. I was a horrible person. I, did, I made I, bad I, choices. I bad. I batted. Uh, yeah, I totally, and he like, he admits everything that he did and apologizes for it. And then Posthumus comes forward in the line of trials waiting to happen. He's like, ah, you asshole. You told me you fucked my wife. 
I want my duck hats back. Give me my duck hats. And then Imogen comes in and she's like, posthumous. I thought you were dead and headless in the woods. I literally woke up next to your dead, lifeless body. And, and Guido's like, no, no. No, that was that was that dickhead. Uh, yeah, and then... The and then Quidarius like, is like, no, no, that I killed that guy. That was Cloten. I killed him. I killed that guy. he's like, oh, why did you tell me that? Because now you've broken the law and I have to punish you, but I love you so much and I just gave you these lands. And then Belarus is like, actually, I can now tell you something that will make you not want to kill him. That's your son, magic baby. I stole them, and I'm sorry. And then, yeah, Belarius is like, Oprah, you get a son. You get a son. <laughs> and it's just, it is this massive, like, this last scene is so... It's a clusterfuck. It's like, foom, 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 foom. Well, and the whole it's, thing. it's act one and act, like, what is this, five? Act four? Mm-hmm. Is it actually act five? This um, feel, look, it's the end of Clue, the movie. Yes, all of the endings. Yeah. Yeah, it's all of the, the endings of Clue movie. at the same time. And it all ends with... Or it's all of the ends of endings of Wayne's World. Yeah. And then it all ends up with like, all right, is this over? Lucius goes, Soothsayer, did we do everything? Soothsayer's like, yep, there were 12 boxes on that prophecy and you checked off all of them. Why didn't we look at this prophecy before the fucking play? Oh, because we didn't speak Roman. Oh. I, I do really want to share because I think my second favorite character in the show is Guido, just for how unapologetic he is. He's like the guy, the guy was a dickhead, yeah, so, so I no, killed him. It, this so exchange sweet. with the king literally That's, is. Um, so it's not that these guys are your favorite characters; it's that Cloten <laughs> is your least favorite person ever. Yes. And That's anybody true. who's going to make fun of him, you or are murder him. him. Yeah, or murder him. Well, because. We, they're talking about we don't know the end of the story and Guido says let me end the story I slew him there and Simpling says you know oh you should not have said that oh dicks deny it deny it and Guido says I have spoke it and I did it he's like he's like even if I get even if I get then, punished I fucking killed the guy he was a prince and Guido says a most uncivil one <laughs> he's got zero remorse he for has, what he, he did and I love Gu- it Guidarius gives zero fucks so Cassie likes sociopaths no, it's not even that. It's no. not that he was a sociopath. No. He literally, he's like, I just couldn't take his shit anymore, and I killed him. What do you mean anymore? He knew him 20 minutes. That's long enough with Cloten. Don't forget that Cloten was on his way to find and rape Imogen. Look, I don't think Cloten deserves to live either. The punishment befits the crime. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you slay another human, you should probably feel... Queasy. Nah. No, but I like that attitude of he was a prince. Well, he should have fucking acted like one, a, a bad one. He was a yeah, bad. He prince. was not a good. Prince. Yeah, no. Like if you put me in a room with twenty minutes for Cloden, I'd have fucking cut his head off too. All right, and I would not. But have yeah, so that. all is revealed, and now Cymbeline has three children, four if you count Posthumus. Oh, and because now he got his magic sons back and pardoned Belarus because Belarus. <laughs> Only fucking stole the babies. When did this become a small country? <laughs> because when Rome is right down the street. Because Rome was right down the street, so Belarus could be around the corner. I don't they give a typically fuck. Typically, have a very good soccer team. So I'm but yeah, Belarus fucking was like the only reason he was fucking exiled was because the queen was throwing some shit into his ear anyway, into Cymbeline's ear back way back when he fucking did it in the first place. So that's why he was exiled, and so he was like, "I'm wrongfully exiled, so I'm gonna steal your babies." Now, was stealing babies wrong? Yes. <laughs> was but kill, is it is also wrong? a great Our Lady Peace song. Stealing babies? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that song. 
Uh, you would if you heard it. I would if I heard it. All right. So, all in all, this play is the, like, not another teen movie. Oh, yeah. It's the parody movie of, like, every Shakespeare play. And it's great, and we'll get into it. Like, there's some Lear shit in here. There's some fucking... There's definitely fucking Merchant of Venice. There's definitely Twelfth Night. There's definitely fucking... There's a lot for us to unpack, but mostly it's going to be us. Like, this is the fanboy movie for Shakespeare plays. Yep. This is Shakespeare Endgame. Shakespeare Endgame. Yeah, it's, it's Endgame. So, so you have to get all the characters in. If you haven't read a majority of the comedies, if you haven't followed along with some of the tragedies, you are not going to enjoy the ridiculousness. And actually, it, because you know of that, it makes me like this a whole lot more. And we'll talk about that when we get into... You know what this play reads like to me? It reads like Bad. the reduced Shakespeare Company's uh, summary of all the comedies. It's the complete works of William Shakespeare comedies. Yeah. But they're not trying to do all 38 plays in an hour and a half. They're just doing the comedies. Yeah. But when they, in the middle of uh, Shakespeare Bridge, when they mash up the comedies oh, into yeah. like that, that mm. plot vomit, this reads. This, the funny thing is, is, this was originally the tragedy of Cymbeline. For well, a, you know, it's named after a guy who's not in it. Very well, much. and let's do that. Why is it Cymbeline and why is it a tragedy? Well, and he's a, he's a historical king. I have it listed. But Cymbeline is not the actual historical king's name, but it's I based have this off listed of as a tragedy king. as well. So why are we, if it's not really about him, why is it named about him? And we've done that before. Oh, oh my god, we got through all the yellow ones? We can't add any more pins tonight. I Because we can't have blue have, pins. We can't have tonight. blue pins in yellow. We can't mix our blue with our yellow. No. We can't uh, mix the Chase, kind with the swag. Tell me to not give her another pin. Beth. Alright, anyway, we have a lot to dig into, but I think this is a good stopping point now that yeah. we've finished the plot of the play. Yep. So this has been Shakespeare. I'm Beth Rose. I just wanted to get in there first. I'm Cassie Greenley. <laughs> I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Making it take us all for slaves. Chase can't even say his I, fucking name. I'm Chase Greenley. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Spartacus Africanus. That was his name. What, Pa? What, Pa? Oh, dicks.